super popular saying in life that says sharing is caring. And I think that's true. I certainly don't think that the only way to show that you care is to share something. But I think as teachers, we absolutely live in a culture where if we want to support other educators, if we want to show other teachers that we've got their back and that we're cheering for them, one of the coolest things that we can do is share awesome ideas with each other. In fact, one of the reasons why I created the This Teacher Life podcast in the first place is because I do have a passion for showing that I care by sharing. So this podcast really is all about sharing and caring with you guys as fellow passionate educators. And so what I want to do in this episode is actually share an idea that isn't my own. One of the coolest parts of my job as a teacher is that I am constantly trying things with students and experimenting and coming up with some creative game-changing strategies. But the other part of my job is that I get the opportunity to be in schools, to consult with principals, to consult with leadership teams and teachers and provide professional development. And when I'm in those schools, I get the opportunity to absorb cool things that they are doing. Cool things in schools that other schools and other teachers should know about. So this episode is going to be dedicated to sharing an idea that I saw while I was visiting a classroom and it caught my eye and I asked about it and the teacher gave me one of the coolest explanations of a game-changing strategy that they are doing in their classroom and I want to share that idea with you. This is part of the Game Changer series that I am doing this month. If you haven't already checked out the episodes that I've released this month, you've got to do it because I have shared some incredible ideas about things like how you can use a dice and a note card to create dynamic, effective, engaging, game-changing situations with your students. And this episode is going to be no different, so let's get into it. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education Celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast this teacher life. One of the best parts about being in other schools, maybe in your school, I have walked the halls or maybe in your district, I have done a PD or a keynote. But one of the things that I think makes the consulting that I do very unique is that I love 
this is like top tier strategy. I love doing walk and talks. What's a walk and talk? Well, a walk and talk is a chance for me to walk around with teachers, me to walk around with students. Maybe I'm walking around with your principal or your dean, but I love a walk and talk. And essentially what that is, is I want to walk the halls of your school. I want to walk into classrooms. I want to walk into the cafeteria or the library, and I want to make observations. And then I want to talk about those observations. I want to ask a ton of questions. I want to say things like, tell me more about that. Because what I'm doing is I'm strategically digging to figure out what is the purpose, what is the passion, and where do problems exist? And when I can see passion, purpose, and problems all by walking the halls of a school, I think that helps us to create some game-changing plans for positive responses. Now, I know some school districts don't call these walk and talks. In fact, I don't know anybody else who calls them a walk and talk. Some schools actually call these quality walkthroughs. And maybe your school district has the practice of doing quality walkthroughs where maybe your principal does it, maybe the school board does it, maybe some sort of outside consultant does it. But essentially what they're doing is saying like, all right, can people back up what they're doing? Is there evidence to support learning in classrooms? Is there data to show that, yes, these things are working? And essentially, here's proof. So recently, I was in a school, and I was doing a walk and talk, and I went into a classroom, and I saw this thing in the windowsill. And they had these, like, really nice, like, large windows And there was like this ledge to the window. And it was kind of neat because like the sun was shining perfectly on this contraption. And what was the contraption? It was actually a game of Kerplunk. Now, in case you're not sure what Kerplunk is, it's that like plastic game where there's a tube and you fill the tube with marbles. But the marbles are actually elevated because you have these kind of plastic sticks that poke through the tube. And the intention is that the marbles sit on top of these plastic sticks. But if you move the wrong marble at the wrong time, the marbles start to fall and it's like boop, kerplunk. Okay, a classic game that I love, maybe you love it, maybe you haven't played it for a second, but Kerplunk is just a really fun, easy game. And I noticed that it was clear that the game was in progress. So I looked at the teacher and I'm like, tell me more about this game. And the teacher said, oh, that's Plunkin' for pizza. And I said, whoa, okay, I'm already intrigued. What is Plunkin' for pizza? And the teacher said, well, we recently received a donation for a Casey's pizza party. And rather than just throwing the pizza party, one of my goals as a teacher is to show kids that oftentimes we have to work towards a celebration. We have to create a community and we have to create all of these positive things. So we've got something worth celebrating and I want these kids to have an awesome pizza party, but when we sit down to eat the pizza, I want it to be something that the kids know, man, we worked hard for this. The fruits of our labor are evident in the classroom. And I'm like, I love this. I am so intrigued by this. So help me to understand how 
the little sticks are pulled out of the tube. Like, what's the game plan? And the teacher went on to say, like, all right, yeah, let me break this down for you. So throughout the day, I am making observations from students. And when they are caught doing something that exhibits leadership or they are caught doing something that shows like, wow, that was really great teamwork or wow, you really went above and beyond, then what we do is we have students recognize that moment. The teacher said, I don't call a kid out for it. I want students to self-manage and self-recognize that their peers are doing incredible things. So you can nominate a fellow student. You can nominate a peer to go pull one of the sticks out of the Plunkin' for pizza. And we as a class celebrate that moment. How freaking cool is that? So there's great things happening in the classroom. And in the hustle bustle of a classroom and when you got, you know, 27 plus kids in a classroom, awesome moments are going to be missed. It just happens. But this is an opportunity for kids to be game changers for each other. This is an opportunity for a student to say, I saw that, I heard that, I experienced that, and I want to celebrate that. And then that kid can go and pull one of the sticks out of the Kerplunk tube. So I looked at the teacher and I'm like, okay, so normally in a game of Kerplunk, you don't want the marbles to fall. And she said, I know this is a remix because in our game of Kerplunk, as soon as all of the marbles have fallen, as soon as there are no marbles left, we're throwing our pizza party. And every single stick that we have removed from the game is a symbol of a student. It's a symbol of a celebration that we've already had. But the final hurrah, the final thing is the actual pizza party. This has so many game-changing layers. And what I love about it is it's a simple game of kerplunk But there are so many built-in opportunities to celebrate students. So during the walk and talk, I said, okay, let's dig a little bit deeper. What are some examples that kids have nominated one of their peers for going to pull one of the sticks? And she said, yeah, great question. One example was recently we were hatching baby chicks in our classroom. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. Tell me more about that. And we went on this tangent of, um, it was this community real life project. And the teacher was literally hatching baby chickens in the classroom. And one of the kids uh, lived on a farm. And so they had exceptional skills and exceptional knowledge in how to handle animals. This was literally not their first rodeo, okay? And so that kid was displaying a lot of leadership because in her classroom there were some city kids, some farm kids. And so this was an opportunity for the farm kids to shine in this situation. And so one of the kids who had no, no experience in raising animals or or caring for chicks nominated one of their peers for saying like, hey, my friend, my table mate, showed me how to properly take one of the chicks out of the coop and how to like love on it and how to pet it and how to be very careful, you know, with its little legs and this kind of thing. And the whole class was like clapping and the kid went over and the teacher is describing how 
when the kid goes over to pull one of the the kerplunk sticks it is so quiet in the classroom because normally in a game when a marble falls everyone's like oh no oh my god but when the marbles fall in their classroom it's just cheering it's even more celebrations and so it's kind of neat because there's strategy to pull a stick that lots of marbles are going to fall because every single day is a step closer to plunking for Casey's Pizza. Another example that the teacher shared was they are really big on holding each other accountable. And this teacher had this big race that was coming up. And so the kids were like, hey, we want to hold you accountable for getting all of your miles in. We want to hold you accountable for like doing the training that you need to do in order to, you know, successfully cross that finish line. And so a student came up with this accountability graph, this like accountability checklist chart kind of thing and actually created it for the teacher. So now this teacher had like 27 little accountability partners, but it was the one kid who said, listen, this is important. It's a goal of yours. We want to support you in this goal. And so like, let's create an accountability chart. And so that kid uh, really kind of spearheaded it. And one of their peers said, hey, we think that they should get to go pull one of the sticks because that was a great idea. They're exhibiting leadership qualities that are really important. And again, it was self-recognition, but it was actually something for the teacher. Now, you might be thinking, OK, so what age level was this classroom where this idea is unfolding? And this was actually in a fourth slash fifth grade classroom. So this was working really, really great at an elementary level. But as a middle school and former high school teacher, I'm going to tell you, I am confident that my middle school kids and high school kids would be psyched about plunking for pizza. This would be a game changer regardless of the age group of your students, the subject area of your students, the abilities of your students. Like this is a universal game changing thing. And let me give you a few reasons why. Because one, students are enjoying it. Two, the teacher was enjoying it. Like as the teacher was describing this, her face was lighting up and I don't think she realized how great of an idea it was until we started digging in and I was kind of probing and celebrating and like it was kind of neat because at the end the teacher's like I mean I guess it I guess it is really kind of cool I haven't really stopped and paused and reflected on the fact that this this is like a really cool moment I'm like this is a blue apple moment and then I got to share with her like well what is a blue apple moment and, you know, there's the symbol for us as teachers, you know, a red apple. That's like the universal symbol for educators, a red apple. But the thing is, you can go and buy red apples at the store. You can, in fact, buy green apples at the store. You can buy yellow apples at the store. You can buy apples these days that ta taste like cotton candy at the store. But what I've never seen in a store is a blue apple. A blue apple moment is something so unique and so cool and creates such an impact that it stands out in a substantial way that's a blue apple moment and plunkin for pizza is a blue apple moment I had never seen that in a classroom before I've been teaching for 15 years I've been consulting for eight years and I had never seen this idea that was a blue apple idea the third reason why this is working is because everybody was learning something everybody was learning something through cooperative leadership through positive peer interactions through accountability and life skills 
That's freaking awesome. So plunking for pizza. I learned about it on a walk and talk. I cannot take credit for this idea at all. And I want to tell you why that's so important in the second part of this episode. This is not my idea. I have permission from the teacher to share it. But why is that so substantial? And why can you take this and bring this to a whole nother level in your classroom? We're going to talk about that here after one minute. Throughout the month, we've really been focusing on this concept of a game changer. And I want to remind you that you are a game changer for kids. But sometimes we don't feel like that. Sometimes in the heart of education, sometimes in the stress and the struggle of being in schools, it is hard for us to remember that we are making a huge impact on kids. And if you are looking for even more engaging ideas like plunking for pizza, if you are needing that boost to remind yourself that you are a blue apple teacher, then I want to officially and formally invite you to participate in the upcoming course called Game Changers. It is a 21-day fun, flexible, virtual course where you can literally walk away with 100-plus ideas on student engagement, student motivation, thinking outside of the box, and strategies that actually work. Because I have used them in my classroom, other teachers have used them in their classroom, and tons of ideas come to the surface that are easy to implement, don't take a ton of time to prep, and they absolutely make the kind of impact that we are hoping for at this point in the year. The Game Changers course is open for registration right now. You can go to monicagenta.com forward slash courses. That's monicagenta.com forward slash courses to officially get signed up. I have a direct link for the Game Changers course in the show notes, and I want you to know that registration is only open for a short period of time. If you want tons of ideas that are going to cause those blue apple moments, and you also can earn up to 15 hours worth of official PD credit, check out monicagensa.com forward slash courses to get signed up for the 21-day fun, flexible Game Changers course now. I can 100% guarantee you won't regret it. So why is it so important that I am sharing somebody else's strategy on this platform? Because it's a reminder that in education, we don't have to do this alone. It is one of those things where sometimes we put way too much pressure on ourselves to be perfect. We put way too much pressure on ourselves to constantly be creative, to constantly come up with new things, to constantly change the way that we are doing things. And I want the second part of this episode to be a reminder that things don't always have to change to leave a lasting impact. The reality is, is you've got things that you're doing in your classroom right now that are totally working. These ideas might be 5, 10, 15, 25 years old, but that doesn't mean that they don't work. Some of the best ideas are simple, but strategic. So why is it important for me to share an idea from somebody else's? Because sometimes we don't have to reinvent the wheel. I know that's a popular saying, kind of like sharing is caring. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you know what's interesting about both of those is that they are true. Sometimes the game-changing ideas aren't big, massive overhauls. It's not brand new curriculum or a brand new textbook series. It's not even necessarily like, wow, 
I found this person on Pinterest or wow, I found this person on Instagram and they've completely changed everything that I'm doing. I know that you know that some of the biggest changes that have happened in your classroom are because you tweaked something in a small way. You heard this episode about plunking for pizza and while you didn't like all of the components or while not all of the components would work well for your situation in your school, you're able to take that and say, but I heard this detail and I'm going to run with that. Or I heard this part of the idea and I can totally utilize that and just change it a little bit. That, my friends, is you being your own unique blue apple teacher. What I love about the courses that I do, and I do five courses, five fun, flexible, virtual courses throughout the the year. What I love about them is I'm bringing 20, 30, 40 ideas to the table in every single course. Like I'm facilitating the courses because they're based off of books or they're based off of things from my own classroom. But one of my favorite parts of it is hundreds of teachers just like you who are passionate about learning, who are passionate about growing, are also sharing their 20, 30, 40 ideas in the group. And when you start doing the math on that, that is a wild number of ideas. That is a crazy cool number of strategies that are based off of us coming together and saying, hey, sharing is caring. We got third grade teachers who are saying, hey, this is something that I've used with math and it's been a game changer. We've got high school teachers saying, hey, this is something I did in my social studies class and it's a game changer. And you know what's cool when you get a high school social studies teacher and a third grade elementary teacher in the same group with the same mindset and the same goals is even though they don't teach teach the same age and even though they don't teach the same subject areas necessarily is they can share and care because we are all part of this game changing profession together. Am I going to do plunking for pizza in my own classroom? Oh, hell yes. No doubt about it. Am I going to structure it in the exact same way that that fourth slash fifth grade teacher did? No, probably not. But I got the foundation of the idea and I'm going to roll with it. So here's what's up. Sometimes to be a game changer, you don't have to invent the idea. You don't have to create the strategy. You don't have to spend hours reading blog posts and and doing all of these things. So we're like, man, I'm just, I'm in a creative rut. Sometimes what you need to do to get out of a rut is to reach out and say, all right, I'm going to try something new. I saw this thing on TikTok and I'm going to give it a whirl. Or, oh, I took this course and I heard this strategy and I've never thought of doing something like that before, but I think it could work. And then you try it and it does. That's a game changer. Plunking for pizza is a positive, proactive strategy to help your kids learn and grow. And if you want to just keep this momentum going, if you're like, yes, these are the simple strategic strategies that I've been looking for. I want to remind you that the Game Changers course is open and I would love to have you. No joke. These are the just really simple applicable things that we're all looking for. And I am confident that if you join the 21 day Game Changers course, not only are you gonna earn up to 15 hours worth of PD credits, you're also going to be like, dang, that is going to level up my teaching situation 
and it's going to give you those blue apple ideas that quite frankly are sometimes hard to find in the climate and culture of education that we are currently in. So if you've got questions, reach out to me. If you've got opinions on plucking for pizza or if you try it in your classroom and it goes well, share the story, share a picture, reach out to me on social media because I want to celebrate that with you. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do that. Like and follow the podcast. So each week, the newest episode is dropped into your podcast platform. So you are ready for your Monday morning commute. Thank you guys for listening. But most importantly, thank you for living this teacher life.